I know life's challenging. I know that sometimes things don't go the way we thought they were going to go. And I know that sometimes when those things go awry, we want to get upset or frustrated or angry. But friends, I'm going to tell you something. It's during those times you need to open up your mouth and you begin to praise him. Praise him. Praise him. He is your peace. He is your joy. He is your life. Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I have found out, and I'm sure most of you have found out through the years, life throws you curveballs. You know what I mean by that? We have got to be ready for those times because we've already been through it before or you wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> All you got to do is lift your voice and praise him. I know that sounds so simple, but God never did make it difficult. Religion did. Religion says you got to do the, this and do that and so forth and so on and all God's saying, just lift your voice and praise me. In the midnight hour, praise me. And being challenged, praise me. Why do you praise him? Because you know he's got it. He's already got the victory. He's already won it for us. All we do is just rest in him. <laughs> we're more than conquerors. I said we're more than conquerors. He's already conquered the devil. The devil's under your feet. Don't let him tell you he's not. Don't let him tell you that he's going to whoop you. You need to put your, you need to stop your foot on his head and tell him where to go. Straight to hell. You know that's something you can do. Tell him go straight to hell. Because that's where he belongs. Are you listening? Hallelujah. I've just really, 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 really been pondering and thinking on the fact that we are not supposed to be like those in this world. And I'm not saying that in a negative way toward those in the world because we were once those in the world without Christ. But what I am saying is once you get born again, something happens, man. Something takes place that it totally should change your life to become someone that God has always destined for you to be a woman of God, a man of God, children of God, new creations, new creations in Christ. I love to say it this way. I'm a species of being that never existed before. Did you hear what I just said? Before Jesus, there were no Christians. There were none that were born again. But now that Jesus has come, and brought to pass God's plan of redemption, and by my faith in him, boosh, born again, child of God, new creation. You're looking at a victorious man. No matter how many times I've failed in my life, no matter how many times I've been knocked down, here I am. That's what it is to be a Christian who understands what it means to be a Christian. And who understands the power in the blood. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. 
I know I'm off on it and preaching a little bit, but that's okay. Because, see, this is what I do for myself. This is how I live my life. I keep stirring myself up because, see, I get faced with challenges. I face obstacles. I know what it's like to get knocked down. I know what it's like when it feels like everybody's coming against us, coming against me. I know what it's like to feel like you're a failure. You're a failure. You're a failure. I know what it's like when those words are coming and I don't feel like saying anything except for crying. Yeah, this big boy crying, having a pity party. I know what it's like to lift my voice and begin to praise him. And when I do, I'm able to come through it. I'm able to rise back up. I'm able to stand up and be the man of God he's created me to be. You will face challenges, friends. You are in this world. And in this world, you will have tests and trials. Jesus said it. But glory to God, be of good cheer. He's already overcome the world. And see, I'm in him. That means by faith, I've already overcome this world. Whoo! Stump on the devil's head. I'm a victorious one in him. Amen? Glory to God. All right. God bless you. Have a great day. You're just man. Hallelujah. I cannot express to you enough how much important this is. I cannot express to you the day and hour we're living in how you need to do this. You're going to be faced with challenges, whether at work or at home, whether through family or through friends. You're going to be faced with challenges, probably tomorrow, probably when you leave from here. <laughs> wow, Pastor Dan, that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy. I'm going to speak in truth. But just because you're faced with challenges doesn't mean you have to grumble. Doesn't mean you have to complain. Doesn't mean you have to get angry and spew off. I have found it lately that it just doesn't matter. I, it's like I'm being tested when I drive. I don't know what it is. People cutting in front of me. And then, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't mind when people pull out in front of me as long as they get up and go. But when people pull out in front of me and go slow, I just... I, I can't comprehend that in my head. It doesn't make sense. So I need to let them know that. I need to tell them that. You don't, don't, don't go faster. You're only going, and this is what I like to do. You're only going, well, you're only going 40. It's 55, 55. Hey, I know you're hearing me. It's 55. <laughs> but you know what ends up happening if I yield to that? I begin to get angry, and I begin to act like, in their eyes, they're probably looking at me and saying, what is up with that? I'll never forget when we lived over in Missoula, and we were driving our children to school one day. And in this particular stretch of the road, it was, you know, two-way, and then it opened up into four-way, you, know, four, you know, two lanes on each side. And so we were running a little bit late, not real late, but a little bit late. And so, you know, we're going, and all of a sudden, 
something like this happens. This person pulls out in front of us, and they start to go, meaning they're driving real slow. I can't get by them, but something's starting to rise up in me. Oh, man, it's starting to rise up. And so, so then it, it go, breaks off and goes into the four lane. You know, I've got two lanes, so I can pass them. Well, what does this person do? This person pulls over into, my, into the passing lane and gets right by another vehicle and decides to say, hi, how you doing? They go in the exact same speed. Do they not know I'm running late? Do they not care? <laughs> it's starting to rise up in me. So I, 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 I flash my lights at them, which is really what you're supposed to do. I don't know if you knew that or not. That's not being rude. You're supposed to flash your lights out of nothing. You know, don't honk your horn and go crazy. So I did this, and then finally, they pulled over, got in the other lane, and I went, they went by me. I mean, I went by them. And lo and behold, they looked at me and gave me the tall finger. They flipped me off. Me, me, yeah, me, flipped me off big time. Oh, I let it blow then. I don't remember exactly all that happened from that transpiring of all that stuff coming up out of me, but I had my beautiful wife driving with me. And as this was happening, all of a sudden, she looks at me, don't you know that you're a pastor? <laughs> and he, yeah, she sounded exactly like that. I'm like, go on. Why are you in this car with me right now? I'm having fun getting mad at that person for flipping me out. And then you're saying that. But anyway, I said all of that to say this. As funny as it is, who knows what those people are going through that day? They had a handicap. Uh, their uh, plate. Handicap. I have no idea what they were going through. I have no idea. Maybe they were headed to the hospital. Yet here I am acting like a jerk because they're not getting out of my way like the highway was made just for me. I'm going somewhere with this. Think about the people out there that don't know Jesus and something like that happens. You're hearing about more and more road rage. People pulling guns out, start shooting people. Why did you do that? Because they were driving too slow. Isn't this crazy? It's crazy. We're living in a crazy world. I just read about where a six-year-old went into the school, got mad at their teacher. Six years old. Six years old. How old are you? Uh, uh, what's your name? Nisi? <laughs> How old are you? How old is Nisi? Six and a six-year-old went into the classroom because they got mad at their teacher and shot their teacher with a gun. Six. Six. I heard about uh, a little girl, I think she was 12, had gotten in a fight with her brother who was nine. And while the mother was asleep, the little girl got a knife and stabbed her brother. 
a 12-year-old stabbing a 9-year-old. It's crazy. I said, it's crazy out there. We have got to remind ourselves who we represent. She was absolutely right. But even more importantly, if she had said this, don't you know that you're a Christian? I'm called to represent Christ before all men. I was talking, uh, saying this the other night, but it's so true. We think that we can win the world when we still look like the world. We still act like the world. People have, uh, I'm going to get off on it. I'm going to get off on it. I am going to get off on it. People think that, you know, they can argue with me, and they will argue with me, that drinking is okay. Drinking alcohol is okay. I know from my personal experience, it's not. I know what it's to get so drunk and have accidents that I should have been killed in. I know what it's like to get into brawls because I'm so drunk out of my mind. Don't tell me that drinking alcohol is okay because I've seen too many people hurt because of it. A lot of people killed because of it. I always go back to this example when we were over at Missoula Bible Church uh, and we were having a Valentine's party. We had one every year for the, the couples of the church would come together. And what we had uh, done this year was we put those bottles of apple cider, but they look like bottles of champagne. Have, you know what I'm talking about. We had put those on the table for people to enjoy. And, and one of the people who had come that day was a young man who had problems with alcohol. And when he looked at that bottle, something set him off, and he left them there and went and drank himself to death. Don't you tell me that it's okay. I am not, obviously I'm not your conscience. You're going to have to follow your conscience. But the thing I'm trying to get across is I can't expect to win the world when I still look like them. I'm still acting like them. Do you understand how I'm saying this? We have got to rise up to be Christians the way he's always wanted us to be Christians. We should go into this dark world with confidence, with a hop in our step, with our shoulders thrown back, with peace all over us. No matter what we're facing, we're not yielding to our flesh, we're yielding to our hearts, and we're letting that out of us to them. They need that. Amen. I had, I think I shared this with the other day, in, in the uh, town and country parking lot, this person poured out, was in the turn lane, and they went in first, and they took a place right away, and I kept going, and I, I couldn't have been going too fast because that person was just pulling in. A lady came walking out, and I had to put on my brakes. She flips me off. I don't like to be flipped off. I don't know what it is. It kind of sets me off a little bit. But the bottom line is, what good is it going to do where my witness is concerned if I get angry with her, begin to yell at her, dare it be, start to cuss at her? I'm not a cusser. I don't think that cussing is ideal for us as Christians. I remember another time when I was at, at, in, at Ramah. And, and I used to work at, uh, uh, on a uh, restaurant called Tippins. And I was on the line. And, and 
And um, I don't exactly remember what I did, but I was known as the hallelujah kid there. I mean, after God gets a hold of your life and changes your life, you get so excited about him. And I had gone to Canaan land where God, you know, got a hold of my life big time. And now I'm at Raymond. I'm excited. And, and something happened. And all of a sudden, it just blurted out. I hadn't thought about it. I don't know what. It's just the S word. What even a, you know, it's one of the lower cuss words. But I said it. And I mean, it was like every, time stood still. <clears throat> and everybody's looking at me. Oh, hallelujah, kid just cussed. He just cussed. Now, obviously, I, by the way I lived my life from that point forward, still living for Jesus, the point I'm trying to get across is this. We've got to, we got to make a determination in our hearts and in our souls. I'm going to be different than those in the world. I'm going to love those in the world the way they are. Aren't you glad people loved you the way you were? Amen. Can't go around cussing all the time. Can't go around getting drunk, slamming the brewskis. You want, I mean, I can't tell you what to do at home. That's your choice. I don't touch alcohol because of what it did to me. Are you listening? I want my life, I want my life to be a living billboard of Jesus, for Jesus. Amen. Glory to his name. Glory to his name. Do you want to bring him glory and honor in your life and through your life? Then that's a, that has to be a quality decision you make. I am determined to become more like Jesus this year than ever before. Are you listening? Go with me real quickly to Philippians chapter 3. I read this the other day. It bears repeating right now. And I know I'm off on something, but I'm flowing with the Spirit of God. Is that okay? Hallelujah. We should desire to become more like Jesus every day. Every, every day. Again, I shared this last week. But it bears repeating right now. Brethren, I do not, Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What is that upward call of God in Christ? What is it that we're supposed to be pressing toward? To become more like him. To become more like him. Are you listening? To become more like him. We should have a desire to become more like Jesus. I want it to be said of me. I want people to look at me and say, wow, I know he's been with Jesus. Amen. Part of the thing God has called us to do and who God's called us to be is to allow this to be a mirror to our hearts and to our souls and reflect back to us the way we're supposed to be. Did you hear what I just said? 
We need to look into the mirror of the word. And if you see something in your life, flaws, warts, whatever you want to call them, you're going to have to trust God to help you. The potter with the clay and shape you into the vessel of God you're supposed to be in this day and hour. We have a choice to make. Are you going to stay on the potter's wheel or are you going to jump off of it? Are you going to present your body a living sacrifice? You know what that means? It's a sacrifice. It's living, which means you can jump off of that altar anytime you want. But if you stay on that altar... That's where God can work in you. And that's where God can shape you. Amen. Into the image of Jesus from one degree of glory to the next. I am determined by God's grace to be the man of God I'm supposed to be before you, an example before you, to be a pastor whose heart is after his flock and to help him get to you and help you be shaped into him so that you then can go out and take it to the world and bring those in the world back in here and then start the process over. I am so grateful for you. I love you guys. I've seen God do some incredible thing, things in your lives. But are we where we need to be? Have we arrived? No. This is a journey. This is a journey. Oh, my, 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 my. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. When the Lord leads me to share like this, please do not take this as a uh, condemnation. You know what I'm saying? There's therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ who walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. Never receive condemnation because that's not my heart at all, nor his heart, obviously. This is just a, a, a clarion call. You know what that means? There's a call going out by the Spirit. I'm getting ready to pour myself out unlike any other time in the history of man. I mean, there's going to be things taking place that are going to be so newsworthy, things that are going to be so miraculous, and God's going to be doing it through his children who are yielded to him who believe in him and are where he needs them to be at the right place at the right time. I'm determined to be one of those vessels. How about you? I want to be used by him. I want to make a difference in this world for him. Amen. And I, I, I just sense such a desire in me to get this out to you. And, allow, and make you come to the realization this life here is but a drop in a bucket to what life awaits me. What is a hundred years in comparison with eternity? But what if, because you're so focused on the here and now, and making yourself succeed in the eyes of the world and not in his eyes, you're not reaching out to people you're supposed to be reaching out with the love of God. You're not sharing the gospel with people the way you're supposed to be sharing the gospel. 
I am not saying that God needs a perfect vessel in order to use you for his glory. But God needs a vessel that is willing, a vessel that is yielded, a vessel that is determined to do everything he's calling you to do and to become that man or woman of God he's, he's always planned for you to be. I want everybody to start waking up and looking at yourself in the mirror right in the morning and saying, I'm a child of God. I'm a new creation. I have God business to do today. And as you go to work, have that on your mind. And when you people are talking, you're listening, not just with these ears, but with your, the ears of your heart. And you start to hear some people talk about sickness in their family. How their mom or their dad or their sister or their brother or their child is dealing with sickness. And God taps you on the shoulder and says, I want you to pray with them. Well, guess what's going to happen if you're not prepared? You'll get intimidated. You'll say, uh, no, 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 no. I don't want to embarrass myself. But if you have been spending time with him, and you have been allowing him to shape and mold you, and you say, God, I'm going to be bold about this, and when God taps you on the shoulder, you step out and do it, and that person comes back the next day and says, the moment you prayed, my mom was healed. The moment you prayed, my child was healed. How did you do that? Whoop. Here's the door wide open now for you to share Jesus. Are you hearing me? I am not. Thank you, Lord. You're right. Thank you, Jesus. How many know he's always right? <laughs> it was kind of a duh statement from my end. God loves you. God believes in you. We got good things to do for him, people to reach for him. You can make a difference in the world right now, every one of you in this place. You got to be bold. As the early church prayed for, they, they prayed for a holy boldness to share the gospel, but also to stretch forth and heal in the name of Jesus. Stretch forth the, their hands and heal in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, Mark is sharing on Wednesday nights, and it was such a good message that he shared this past Wednesday, and he's going to continue to do so. And I strongly encourage you to come, because I believe it's a message in due season about being used by God to heal. Amen. Glory to God. But see, I, I believe God is wanting to see who's going to step up. Who's going to step up and start doing what God's leading them to do? Saying what God wants them to say? Doing what God's telling them to do? I see if you do, you're going to start seeing results. And when you start to see results, he's going to keep tapping you on your shoulder. And you're going to keep being used by him. And then it's not going to, you're going to come to church and testify. And then somebody else is going to get like that and somebody else like that. And they're going to have a church full of people on fire for Jesus. Are you listening? Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Well, praise you, Jesus. Whew. 
Praise you, Jesus. Just close your eyes for a moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Joan, do you have something? People looking that way and they keep just being pulled that direction. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, there's a pull happening because heaven and earth are coming closer together. Mm. The Lord's return is at hand. And I know Pastor was excited about the message he had. But why would the Holy Ghost redirect in this, this vein? I shared how John and I were brought up in the Baptist church. And one thing they knew how to do was have altar calls. They knew how to allow the Holy Spirit to draw and move on people's hearts and see what the Spirit of God is doing. That's one of the things on the inside of us that the Holy Ghost is there for. He tells you things to come. He reveals things to come. And I believe what's happening here again in another service, the Holy Ghost is wooing people. And... Why would pastor go in that vein about things that we don't consider to be that big of a deal, but are hindering us from going further in the plan and purpose of God? You know, we need to get back to old-fashioned altar calls where people are laying down things that the Holy Ghost is tapping your heart about. Mm. You need to make an adjustment there. You need to get that out of your life. Mm. You need to be bold. You need... Whatever it is, you're the only one who knows what the Spirit of God is pricking your heart about. Is it because he's trying to shame you or, or put guilt on you? No, it's because he loves you. Yeah. It's because he's drawing us not only individually but as a church. This church is here for mm. these end times to reach this Gallatin Valley. It's not us, it's us. And he's looking for clean hands and pure vessels. That doesn't mean you don't make mistakes, but it means you look inward and you say, Father, is there any area that I've not given to you that I need to allow you to, to cleanse, to, to take that fire and purify we all have areas in our lives that God's dealing with us. But you know what? What will happen if the Holy Ghost keeps presenting this to us, but we don't make the adjustment in our mm. heart? It's a searing that happens. You become a little less intimidated, a little less sensitive to the Spirit of God. Why? Because you're not stepping forward in obedience to do what he said to do. Mm. And, you know, I just sense that very strongly. Again, the Holy Spirit is saying, come on, church. Now's the time to get your life in order. Get in a line with what the Spirit of God is doing. He wants to move in a mighty way. Mm. We want to see the miraculous. We want to see the growth. We want to see us reach more people. But we need you. That doesn't mean we're perfect. We're not. 
But we all need to get into position. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, as she was sharing there, I was reminded of this. A lot of times people wonder why their faith doesn't work. And whether it's, for example, whether finances. I've been sowing. I've been given. I've been bringing my tithes into the local storehouse. Why, why am I not experiencing this? And the Lord reminded me of the fact that faith works through love. And people don't recognize and understand if you're not walking in love, that is basically putting a clamp on your faith, being, being able to do what it's supposed to do. Walking in love is probably one of the most important characteristics. I mean, it is who God is. That's, God is love. And if you find yourself not experiencing things when you believe you stepped out in true Bible faith, the first place you should check up your love walk there's people in this room you need to check up on your love walk and part of the love walk is forgiving others hallelujah yes forgiving others probably one of the hardest things for us to do is to forgive others especially when others have done us wrong especially when you know they've been talking bad about you when you walk into the room, all of a sudden it gets real quiet. I remember, I don't know why the Lord keeps bringing these things up, but I remember when it, this was when I was a portier back in, when I lived in Baytown, and, and I showed up at this party with my friends, and uh, there was a, a, a group of guys that were older than us, but anyway, I don't need to go into that, but I heard one of them say, oh, there's Daniel again. And they don't, I don't think they said it so that I could hear it, but I did hear it, and it just pricked my heart. It just made me feel really bad on the inside. How many times have you done that by your actions toward others? Someone walks in, the, in, in, in where you're at, and they, you, you see them, and immediately in your mind you start to think, oh, no, here they come again. What am I going to do? How can I get away from this? Do you understand that God loves that person just as much as he loves you? Do you know that Jesus died on the cross just as much as for that person as he did for you? I cannot express this to you enough because I know it's true. If you put a label on people, you will lose your ability to minister to those people. And it could be that person's coming into your life at that moment because God wants to use you to minister to that person. And all of a sudden, oh, no, here they come again. Now, I'm speaking this, you know, the proverbial saying, I've got one finger pointed at you and three fingers pointing back at me. I've had to deal with this. I've had God stop me short, and when I was a youth minister, he shared that exact, I mean, you, when, when, <laughs> You ever dealt with youth before? Sometimes you get some real humdingers. I mean, I, I had some youth that just could not, everything out of their mouth was a lie. I've had other ones that stunk. I've had some that just the way they dressed, you're like going, come on. But it was like one of those times, and I don't remember exactly what the, this particular youth was doing that day, but it was like the Lord says, if you keep labeling them, you're going to lose your ability to minister to them. 
and I had to stop doing that. I had to stop putting labels on others. Because if I cannot minister to them, how am I going to demonstrate to them the love of God? How am I going to make a difference in their life for Jesus? Are you listening? You know, I said that because I sense that there are people in here who sometimes, I'll just say it this way, if you're not on guard, you'll become frustrated with the faith life. Why am I not seeing more results? And if I had to say one thing that most Christians never do when that kind of stuff comes up is they don't check up on their loved ones. That's it. It's the biggest area. Number one, right there. Faith works through love. Faith works through love. Called to love one another. Every one of you in this room were called to love one another. Now, can I just throw this in for free? That doesn't mean you have to like everybody. Now, I didn't mean to look at Seth when I said that, but <laughs> Seth knows I can mess with him. I know I can mess with him. Anyway, we're good. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I so want things to be different this year. I want to see more people coming in. I want to reach more for Jesus. Pastor Joan and I, like she said, we're not perfect, but we're striving. We're seeking the face of God. We're spending time with him. And we are desiring to be the pastors he's wanting us to be in this day and hour. Are we perfect? No way, but Jesus is. The one I serve is. My heart is to see you rise up. Become the men and women of God you're supposed to be. I see some things happening in some of your lives, and it thrills me. Can I tell off on you, Trent? Good, I'm going to. I remember when he first came, and I don't, uh, I think we're talking there at the doorway, if I'm not mistaken. But he said this, he said, I had, I mean, something similar to this. I have not been going to church because, I, basically, he, his, his, uh, the way the church had represented itself to him was not received well by him. But he said, there's something different about this place. And now they've been coming and hooked up and we're so blessed to have them here. I tell you what, the thing I want above anything else is God, the people come through those doors and sense something different here because the Spirit of God is here. Love is in the atmosphere. Love is in the air. <laughs> it's true. People want love. They may not say they do, but they want it. I want to be the vessel God flows his love through to them. Amen. Glory to God. Ooh, you ready to preach? You want me to preach now? Hallelujah. Let's take up our tithes and offerings. How about that? You need an offering envelope for your giving? Please slide a hand up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, just real quickly as he's doing that, um, once he gets done with that, he has some things I, I printed off. Will you see Josie today? 
Um, she had asked me last week if I could uh, give her a copy of the prophetic words for 2023 that I read off last week. So I made a copy of those for everybody, well, for, for family. So if he would please pass those out now to anybody who wants one. You don't have to have it if you don't want it. Uh, just remind yourself, the prophetic word will only work for you if you receive it by faith. Amen. Glory to God. Some very good words that we have uh, for this upcoming year. I'm expecting to experience. Anybody who wants it, please slide a hand up. Give Kevin two there so he can give one to Josie. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. And if I don't have enough, I can print more off, obviously. Thank you, Lord. Huh? And we have a printer upstairs. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to share with you this morning as we take up our tithes and offerings um, something that's very important to understand. Unless something in the Old Testament has been modified by the New Testament, it stands as it is written. Did you hear what I just said? If something in the Old Testament has been, uh, I mean, unless something in the Old Testament has been modified by the New Testament, it stands as it's written. In other words, it's still wrong to lie, to kill, uh, to steal to commit adultery and so forth, and it's still right to honor God, to serve others, to obey God, and it's still right to tithe and give offerings. I know that I have been challenged before by others about tithing, that it was a part of the old covenant, that we no longer have to do under the new covenant. But yet Jesus talks about tithing. I said Jesus talks about tithing. And I can sit here and tell you that my wife and I have been tithing since the get-go. I started tithing when I got when God got a hold of my life. I mean, I would rather give God 10% and live off of the 90% knowing that God's going to bless me and take care of me than to try to live off of the 100% and not have God bless me. Did you hear what I just said? Now, I know that sometimes people get, um, they struggle with this because they think that they don't have enough money. But the point I want to get across to you is if you do it God's way, again, I say this over and over again, if you do it God's way, that means God's going to go to work on your behalf. God's faithful. He looks over his word to perform it in your life. You work the word, the word works for you. He makes sure of it. 10% of everything that comes in is supposed to go into the local storehouse, which I believe is the local church. Then offerings are over and above the 10%. And you can sow that into this local storehouse, or you could sow it into other ministries. You could sow it into people's lives as the Lord directs you. Does everybody understand this? But I want to read to you today Malachi 3, 10, and 11, and this is the actual Hebrew translation. If you've been coming, you've probably heard me read this before. But it bears repeating because I want you to pay attention to what's going to happen 
when you tithe. This is God Almighty speaking here. This is God Almighty speaking here. I want to say it one more time, so I want you to understand this. This is God Almighty speaking here. He says here, present as an act of worship the full tithe, the whole tenth of your income, bringing it into the storehouse, which again, I believe is the local church, so that there can be meat, spiritual sustenance in my house, and prove me now by it. Go ahead and put me to the test. Try me. Check me out. Experiment with me. Give me an opportunity to prove myself. I challenge you to challenge me, and you will see that I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will release the floodgates of heaven and pour out upon you financial and material blessings until you overflow with abundance. Then I will rebuke the devourer for you. I will protect the source of your income. I will stop the thief stealing from you, and he will not destroy the fruit of your righteous labors, and you will not fail to receive a fruitful harvest, says the Lord your God. I tell you what, if I wasn't a tither, I'd become a tither. I'm truly listening and, and hearing what God's saying there. But we've seen it happen in our lives over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. God taking care of us. God blessing us. God keeping, making things. I mean, I'm convinced we have things that last longer because God rebukes the devourer for us. Hallelujah. He brings the best deals along. He causes us to, I mean, we refied, uh, we, we, I think we refied three times or twice. Anyway, but the last time, he, I mean, I, we really didn't need to do it. But I just, it was just like I was being prompted. You need to go refile. You need to go refile. You need to go refile. I'm talking about my house now, mortgage. And I got in, and I was able to get a mortgage rate for 2.75%. 2.75%. I mean, I don't think you really hear what I'm saying. 2.75%. Right now, it's almost 7%. God led us to do that. And now, as a result of that, we're not paying out extreme interest. We're able to take care of it. I believe we're going to get it paid off a whole lot faster now. Glory to God. I believe that's God rebuking the devourer for our sake. Hallelujah. God is good. Does God always follow through in what he said in his word? That's who he is. He's faithful. I said he's faithful. Aren't you glad you serve him? Faithful God, you do the word, he makes himself responsible for the results. I love that. Glory to God. Well, hold your offerings up and let's pray. So, Father, we thank you right now for this opportunity to bring our tithes into this local storehouse and sow our seed into this good ground. We believe in Jesus' name. The great harvest is coming to this church. We believe in Jesus' name. The great harvest is coming to these people, to my family and me. I rebuke you, Satan. Tell you to take your, your hands off of our finances in the name of Jesus. Father God, I, I loose the ministering spirits now to go forth and bring that harvest to us. Maximum harvest. Maximum harvest. We believe for maximized harvest in this place. Hallelujah. You want us blessed, Almighty God, so we can continue to be a blessing. Hallelujah. We love to bless others. We love to bless other churches and ministries, other people, as we're led by you to do so. Glory to God. Our best days are before us. 
during this year of 2023. It is the year of maximum for us. We believe it. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. If you believe that, shout amen. amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Woo. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everybody good? Everybody good? We want to make sure everybody, you know, still loves us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. If you don't mind just closing your eyes one more time, please. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. Put your focus on Jesus. I want you to ask him, is everything good in my life, Lord? Do I need to make some adjustments? Do I need to make some changes in my life? One of the greatest things you can ever come to understand is that God, by His Spirit, will woo you, will draw you in closer to Him. But a lot of times, in order to get closer to Him, you got to leave more of yourself behind. And there might be things in your life that you've been struggling in. And the Lord is saying to you, it's time to get rid of this. It's time to put it under the blood of Jesus. It's time to see it leave your life from this day forward, forevermore. It's time to get right with me. So that I can do what I need to do in you. To shape you. Mold you into the image of my son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. With eyes closed and no one looking around, I'm going to ask you to do something. We're not here to embarrass you. and You know that. Probably everybody in this room at one time or another has come to the altar to be prayed for. And I'm not going to sit here and ask you what you're struggling with, what you're dealing with. But I'm going to open this altar up right now. And if you want to come up here while this, well, Brother John plays on the electric piano there. If you want to come up, kneel down at this altar. And just lay it before the feet of Jesus. Give it to Jesus. And I'm opening this altar up to you right now. There's somebody in this room that needs to come up here. Or just, you can do it at your seat if you so desire. I'm not going to, doesn't have to be, come up here. But if you want to come up here, this place is a good place to be. This place is a holy place to be. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If I'm speaking to you, you can just come up. Or like I said, you can just sit there at your seat. Please, please, see yourself giving it to him. See yourself. See it going under the blood, the blood of Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know, Lord. I give it to you, my God. Thank you, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your precious blood. of Jesus, leaving my life, be gone in Jesus' name, be gone in Jesus' name, thank you, my Lord, thank you, my Lord, praise you, my Jesus, hallelujah, praise you, Jesus, I worship you, my King, I worship you, my King, it's my heart's cry, God. Hearts cry to become the man of God. You've always destined for me to be. I want to be a vessel that is sanctified and set apart for the master's use. A vessel that you can flow your love through to others. Yes, to flow your power through to others. Ha, ha, ha. Blessed be thy name, O Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I believe that for the people who have come up here. I believe that for those who are still sitting in their seats. But they're giving things to you now, Lord. Just give it to them. By faith, give it to them. He already knows about it. You're not going to take him aback. You're not going to knock him off the throne. He already knows about it. Just give it to him. I don't want it in my life anymore, Lord. I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Your mercy to forgive me. Your grace to help me to overcome the next time that challenge arises or that temptation comes. Your grace is sufficient for me, Almighty God. I am, by your grace, fulfilling my destiny, finishing my race, bringing you glory, bringing you honor, in it for the life you've given to me. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm hungry. Everybody say, I'm hungry for more of you, Lord. I want more of you, Jesus, in my life. I am determined to be molded into your image from one degree of glory to the next I want people to look upon me and see Jesus and I thank you Father for this great work you're doing in me I believe this good work you've begun in me you will complete and perfect right up to the day of the Lord and I give you all the praise and all the glory 
for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. So be it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is good, amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Well, I had no more planned on doing that. I really had a good message. It was so funny because uh, Cherie just started coming last week, and she came up, and she had a word for us and shared some things, and I was kind of looking at it, and I was like, going, okay, has she been reading my notes or what? She was sharing stuff that I'm going to be, sh- I already planned on sharing anyway. And, but uh, then I was all excited. I can't wait to share. She hears this now. Glory to God. I was just wanted to see her to see that what she said was right in line with what God's going to be presenting to you anyway. So anyway, you've got to come back next week now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, you guys are loved, every one of you in this room. Thank you for being a part of Celebration of Life Church. Our best days are before us. This is the year of the maximum, the highest level attainable. I believe that for my family and me. I believe it for you and your families. I believe that for this church, for the buzz, and for any business or job that you may work at. The year of the maximum, the year of the highest level attainable. Hallelujah. I bless you now as you go. Be safe throughout the week. Come back Wednesday night. Brother Mark's going to continue, and I'm telling you, it's worth coming out. Wednesday night, beginning at 7, we're done by 7.45 usually. So, praise God. Well, you are dismissed. Know that we love you. God bless you. Good night.